0: Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94 3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94 3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU, Pirates. To the uh, get you to the weekend edition on this uh, Friday. Well, we told you this week that when uh, the college commissioners of the uh, P5 cartel talked with Vice President Mike Pence, who heads the coronavirus task force, they basically said, No fans, no football. Uh, but there's a story from cbssports.com that uh, came out today where uh, AAC Commissioner Mike Oresco talked with them and, and remains hopeful that college football could still be played in 2020 in the event students are unable to return on campuses by fall as a result of the ongoing COVID-19 crisis. Basically, it's been said by the college commissioners college conference commissioners. Uh, it's been said by a lot of higher ed chancellors and presidents. If we can't have the entire student body back, we're not going to have athletes back, but now today, and what is, I mean, really things are ever evolving. Uh, you've got Mike Oresco today saying, Hey, there's a possibility. I would be willing to have our schools move forward without any sort of uh, fans in the stands student body or otherwise. Apparently, Oresco talked to the Orlando Sentinel this week, and he's considering a multitude of options of how the conference's member institutions can resume athletic competition, mainly football, come next school year, even if students are not physically back on campuses. He told the Sentinel, I'm still weighing that. My position right now is if schools are offering uh, virtual classes, as far as I'm concerned, they're in session. It may be that you can't accommodate thousands of kids on campus because you can't control the situation with social distancing, but you could deal with 100 football players or 50 athletes from other sports. Perhaps you can accommodate with quarantine and testing and other types of things. Perhaps you could play even if there weren't students physically on campus. If there's a safe way to do it, that's the key. I would emphasize that health and safety have been the top priority in everything we've talked about. Here's what I would say about that. And here's why I think it will not happen. But uh, the, the overall, the people in higher education want everybody to be back on campus, which is a, an admirable goal to try to accomplish. Although you're already starting to see conversations that students may not be back on respect, respective respective uh, campi until 2021. Uh, I talked to a. College, a retired college athletic director this week about this twice. And he said, you're going to get the push if you bring the student-athletes back from those people who want them to be paid because of the health safety considerations. You know, we, we're so quick, and by golly, there are a lot of Twitter dorks and trolls out there, aren't there? You know, the woke Twitter... Social Justice Warrior, Keyboard, Cowboys and Cowgirls uh, are very quick to want to poo-poo any ideas. And I at least am giving a guy like Oresco and others credit for being proactive and wanting to do something. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I think this is, if you're going to have football in 2020, I think this is the only way to do it. And, and that's a killer for ECU because the Pirates and a lot of teams in the American uh, probably rely on ticket sales as a value. I mean, hell, everybody in college athletics does. More Even the ones that are getting the big TV dollars. The Oresco comments, still reading from the article, article here, come in contrast from a report earlier in the week that NCAA conference commissioners, in a call with Vice President Pence, were in agreement that athletic competition of any kind should not resume until students are given the green light to return to campuses. You still could have students back on campus and the football team and the volleyball team and all these various sports kind of cordoned off, quarantined off maybe from the general population. I don't know, probably wouldn't work with the classes, but you could take measures to try to keep as much social distancing as possible. I don't know how, but you could still do that and not have people go to the games. I don't know if that'd be a great idea. Several colleges with blue blood football programs, including the Ohio State and Oklahoma, have already extended online instruction through the summer, casting further doubt over when NCAA athletics will return. Again, back to the article here. None of that seems to have phased Oresco. He went as far as entertaining the potential for even fans to be in attendance while adhering to social distancing measures. Apparently, he's seen games at Temple. (laughs) <laughs> upon the return of competition. Maybe you have fans at stadiums with social distancing where you have ushers take a different role to make sure that's happening. Maybe there are different ways to deal with health issues, health and safety issues with concessions. We were thinking about those back in March at Fort Worth when we thought we were going to have our basketball tournament. We don't know yet what can work. But I credit Mike Oresco for at least talking about this when it seems like others want to take the PC route and not talk about it. The other key thing for the American is, finally, the American is getting a new TV deal. And in order to get some of that TV Skrilla, you got to have the schools on the field playing. And if you don't, you're not going to have any of that TV Skrilla. Now, it's nothing like the others in the cartel are getting. But it is something that will improve the athletic department's financial situation all across the AAC with this influx of new money coming in. So that's that's the latest there. And and even, even now, you're starting to hear more and more people talking about sports coming back without fans. That's something that some of the ACC schools are entertaining the notion of today. Our friend Joe Giglio talking a little bit more about that today. Here's the other thing. Ben, you, uh, by the way, Ben has uh, put this Oresco article from CBS sports. It's up uh, on our social media. Is it as we say hello to Ben Byram, producer of the show. Is that, is that up now, Ben?
1: That is up on our Twitter and Facebook.
0: There you go. Um, excuse me. The, uh, so you could check out the article there. Interesting stuff for Mike Oresco today. We'll try to get Oresco next week. I think it'd be great to talk to him and, and get him to verbalize. Because, again, what he said in Orlando this week to the newspaper could be totally different what he might potentially tell us next week. Ben, I do think we're nearing a crack in all this. And let me tell you why. Okay, okay. I'm intrigued. You put an article up today. In fact, just minutes ago on our 94.3 The Game facebook page i'm hoping it's up on twitter as well at 943 the game if not i'm sure you'll get it up there but it's i mean this kind of just in the nba is going to start doing what ben
1: uh they're gonna they're gonna restrict uh nba players play pay so they're gonna withhold i think 25 percent of their salary is what i saw and here we are
0: this is the breaking point right because we all we hear about is what a great union basketball has, right? What a great players' union. Correct. So now the basketball players are losing a quarter of their salary, right?
1: Yep. And the union agreed to this,
0: didn't they? I, I, you you posted the article. I haven't had time to read it yet.
1: The NBA PA, I believe?
0: Yeah. Players yeah, Association they agreed, to agreed to agreed do to, this. Okay. Okay, well then maybe it's not as dire as I would think. That shoots holes in my theory. But I do think this, all politics is local and pro athletes, despite their amazing talents. And despite, uh, I think a greater aptitude than they are given credit for a lot of times. Some of them are not exactly the, the smartest spenders or smartest savers. And if you start cutting into their money, is that going to want them to, to come back and play a little more quickly, get back on the floor. Because that group has been very vocal in the wake of Rudy Gobert at all that they don't want to, to play because they can end up infecting one another. But now that it's hit them in the pocketbook, do you think there'll be more of a push from NBA players to get back? I think so. I think you could see that, even if the NBA PA has agreed to it.
1: What, do you think it's you get more of a push from the guys that don't get paid as much? Maybe they're
0: in and out of the G League, or the guys that are in the upper <laughs> well, echelon, those the guys, elite guys
1: not, that are getting paid? They're not
0: going to listen to. No. But even if you're an elite guy and you're making, I guess, $40 million, yeah. $10 million, It's a lot of money if you have it in your budget that you're making $40 million this year. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you're right, but... The way I'm seeing is, I, I feel like it would affect those lower tier guys more than it would. But they don't care about the, the so lower much. tier
0: guys. Aren't going to matter at the end of the day because they're not the stars. Now, if enough of them are hitting the pocketbook of this, but you make so much big money in the NBA now, it, it, eventually you'll have these NBA guys want to get back on the floor because they will want to get paid. That would be my kind of break or tipping point on this. Speaking of the NBA, the last dance is coming up on Sunday. It is the uh, look at the Bulls push to get their sixth championship, that kind of whole season. And I'm sure some lead up to it and that sort of thing. Uh, we're going to talk to Ben Coo with Awful Announcing. Ben uh, had a review of this, and we're going to talk to him about that coming up in a, a few minutes from now.
2: Hey, Ben.
0: Not that Ben. That, Ben, is producing today's show. This is Ben Koo. Uh, that voice you heard was that of the enchanting Nikki Novak. She's going to be with us later on. Very busy. She had a big taping schedule this afternoon, but Ben, because she's a friend of the show, she's worked this in. So, uh, Nikki Novak on, uh, we're going to tell you what, it's a what to watch Friday in a sense. We'll get a, a kind of a look at Sunday's Last Dance with Ben Koo from Awful Announcing. And then Nikki Novak on uh, some movies and, and whatnot that you can watch. So there we go. Uh, we'll break. How about that? Take a time out. We'll come back. Ben Koo will join us here on the PJ Show that gets you to the weekend edition. Patrick Johnson. I think he's a hedonist and an overblown grandstander. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game.
2: Oh, let's play.
0: Dance is everything that you want it to be. That's what our next guest wrote when reviewing it for Awful Announcing. One of my favorite uh, sites, Ben Ku, with Awful Announcing, joins us uh, here. Hey, Ben, thanks for doing this, man. It's great to talk to you. I hope you're doing well and you're safe. Yeah,
3: thanks for having me on. Uh, not too much going on, and uh, always happy to jump on with, it, with you.
0: Well, it's cool to have you on. Uh, I think you really uh, capsulated in your article for Awful Announcing uh, th- kind of the anticipation of this uh, ESPN documentaries uh, series. And uh, I guess it was a year and a half ago, we saw the first trailer for it. It was going to premiere in June. And I guess if there's anything great to come from this uh, this current state we're in right now, it's that, They've moved it up. So it starts this weekend, which is, which is great. Um, you know, my only complaint is it's not bingeable, which I think is, if that's a word, I think is the, the way to go with these things. I think we'd all prefer it that way. We'd probably all stay up all night and watch it. Uh, but, uh, the first of two episodes that'll air Sunday starts at nine on ESPN. So, uh, you've looked at it, uh, you've watched it, give us that review. Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, great,
3: and you know I, I was lucky enough to binge it. I actually haven't watched the last two episodes, because as you mentioned, this was going to air in June. So during June, there would be the NBA Finals, and the nights that were days off, they were going to you know have this. So the, the idea was you could watch the Finals one night, and you could watch two episodes of, of The Last Dance, and that would kind of ping-pong back and forth. Um, so the last two episodes, because they've moved it up, aren't available. But the first eight that I watched were great. Uh, you know, when you hear about a movie or a project that's going to be ten hours, uh, my first thought is: is that going to be too long? Is it going to hold people's attention? Um, you know, we live in a day and age, and I'm sure you and your listeners, uh, you know, can can um, you know uh, you know have had this experience, but. If you get a little bored, sometimes you start looking on your phone for, for other stuff, not right. paying much yeah. attention. And then, you know, soon enough you found better stuff on your phone and you're not really watching whatever's on. Uh, I, I got into it quickly. There wasn't any slow patches or kind of areas that, you know, I, I thought that I didn't care about, or I said, I already know about Michael Jordan or I already know about Phil Jackson. Um, it didn't feel redundant. It, uh, There were some great interviews. There's some great old footage. It's been so long since the Bulls were you know, uh, in their heyday uh, and during those dynasty days that a lot of the stuff that you you remember, you only kind of barely remember. So when they get into different topics, you're okay with it. So I I thought it was great. Uh, Each episode is supposed to be like one month in that last season for them. But Mm -hmm. what they do is they'll kind of talk about how, hey, Scottie Pippen, didn't play the first month of the season because he was unhappy with his contract and he had a foot thing and we'll do 20 to 30 minutes or, you know, maybe about 20 minutes about Scottie Pippen growing up, his college days and the bad contract that he signed. So each episode has maybe one, two or three kind of 10 to 20 minute detours away from that last season. So it's very snackable. So you can kind of, uh, you know, hear two or three stories within an hour and they're all kind of interesting and it just moves well it's really well done the same director did andre the giant he did the fab five he did the 85 bears documentary uh yeah. he's a well-known director and I, I i thought it was really good i think people are even very happy
0: we've got ben ku with us uh at b Koo k-o-o uh, part of the comeback, which is uh, Awful Announcing's uh, pop culture site, and then Awful Announcing, which is just a fantastic uh, website. It's great to have Ben on with us. It also dawns on me, Ben, Radio 101, when we came in, we just we jumped in because we're both so hype about this. We jumped in. Last, It's about the Chicago Bulls. We assume that because we're such great fans. But, yeah, it's about that Chicago Bulls dynasty. And uh, Michael Jordan. And I, I guess MJ said in an interview sometime in the last little bit that came out this week that he's kind of afraid of this is going to make him look like a kind of a jerk or, or a bad dude. But if you remember his Hall of Fame speech, that made him look like a bad dude because he was a, a com- <laughs> uber competitive bad dude. Yeah, I, I thought, I actually
3: kind of, found my love for Jordan watching this, Uh, you know, depending on who who your listener is kind of rooted for back in the day. I think, you know, he's by far the most popular athlete of, you know, my lifetime and, you know, we fell in love with him and then he kind of went away and he had that speech and, you know, he's owned the Wizards and his commercials aren't, aren't on all the time. So you kind of just forgot about him and I don't know if a lot of us have replaced a Michael Jordan in terms of someone we just like totally idolize. So, the thing that I would say is he was very um, kind of forthright and introspective in his interviews. And he kind of explained his competitiveness Mm -hmm. and you, you kind of refine that feeling you had for Jordan uh, that I think a lot of us had. Um, And I think he was honest. He gave good answers. He was, he was likable and it's kind of good to kind of hit that nostalgic spot where you, you, would get Michael Jordan cologne and sing the be like Mike song. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I think his concerns are, you know, I, I think it's probably more tying back to things he said in the last 10 or 15 years, but I think he explains himself well. And, and at the end of the day, you know, that, that's somewhat why you loved him because he needed to lose. And you could just tell that he, you know, he would just claw his way to victory. And that, required you know things behind the scenes that weren't uh great but that's that's kind of what it took and he kind of gets into that and it could turn off some people but i think most people you know kind of recognize that uh that's how the sausage is made
0: <laughs> uh ben Koo is uh with us from the uh awful announcing website you know uh at the end of the day mj wants to sell shoes which he still does right and he still wants to sell Jumpman stuff, which is still a hot seller. So that that's the, I think that's why it, Michael's worried about the, the image because at the end of the day, he's a businessman. He wants to sell stuff. Would you agree with that?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, they actually get into that, into the, I mean, they get into his endorsement deals with Nike, how Nike was real small back then and how he, you know, signed with them and the commercials that Spike Lee directed and be like Mike. Um, and then they they talk about how you know Jordan had a few instances to insert himself into to politics with various kind of Senate races that your your listeners may be familiar with,
0: yeah, and here he in north carolina
3: quote, yeah yeah, he has a famous quote that people still talk about today that hey, Republicans uh, buy sneakers too, which I think the guy who he said that quote to actually came out today with some clarifications about how he got that quote so. I think MJ has always known that he was such a broadly liked person and, you know, connected with so many people that if if he just turned off like 5% of the people who love him or 10%, you know, for some people, they wouldn't care uh, because it's a nominal amount of number. But for Jordan, that empire is millions and millions and hundreds of millions and, you know, maybe even billions of dollars. And, you know, when you start doing the math of if, if 5, 10, 15% of my, you know, the people who adore me and buy my products um, don't like something and stop buying product with my name attached to it, that that's a huge hit. I think nowadays, like, you know, I think he, he's a little removed from the game. And I think there's a lot of athletes who are very, very outspoken. So I think he's a little bit more comfortable kind of opening up now that he's out of the limelight. And now. You know that the onion's been peeled for for a lot of other athletes. Uh, you know, like LeBron James is very outspoken about a lot of issues, and you obviously had Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. So I think he's seen other athletes kind of break down that door and realizing that he doesn't have to be this kind of uh, opinionless a opinionless athlete um, that you know he, he was for so long. And I think a lot, a uh, big part of it was <clears throat> they go into in the film. He was hammered for the gambling. Uh, you know, that yeah. he was at casino sometimes, and his gambling on the golf course. And, you know, people hammered him on that. And, you know, he goes into it that it was really just kind of like friendly stuff that a lot of people do. And it wasn't really the scandal that, you know, they tried to make it out to be. So I think he's always felt that pressure to be totally perfect. And, you know, this is, this is one of the rare times that, you know, the curtains pulled back
0: there. For better or for worse, that tells you where we are. You know, back then, fine. He didn't have an opinion bad that he was gambling it's kind of the opposite now we'd almost be thrilled if a guy you know it'd be acceptable if a guy's gambling and they'd get hammered for not having an opinion that, that's that's interesting though and I, I, just for clarification i think it was the harvey gantt uh race against jesse helms that might have been the race that you're alluding to there I, I think yeah exactly yeah yeah uh all right we got uh, ben ku with us here this starts uh sunday night espn nine o'clock two episodes the last dance it's a uh it's about the Chicago bulls final year going for their sixth championship in their dynasty. Uh, there's the, uh, uncensored version on uh, ESPN (laughs) and then a censored version on the deuce. Uh, are you, I I guess you're, you're recommending the ESPN. You're recommending the ESPN version is what I'm guessing.
3: (laughs) Well, unless you're, you're someone who's very by the book, uh, and you know, uh, (laughs) Wears a lot of sweater and sweaters and khakis, and uh, you know, a really. <laughs> you know, I, I, th- I think you'll be okay with ESPN. There, there is nothing. I didn't even really take note of any curse yeah. words because you know my household they they fly. Uh, frequently. <laughs> so so when I I read that I was like oh yeah I guess there were a couple you know here yeah. and there I it's it's not like Tupac hit them up like it. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's ten hours, and there might right. be like I, 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 I'd love to know. Go back and watch and count the time. You know, this is basically an ESPN two airing because throughout ten hours, there might be like five to ten bad words.
0: So, gotcha. Uh,
3: you know, you get you have the choice. Pick accordingly.
0: Well, I, you know, we mentioned Brian Dennehy dying yesterday, and and I mean, what a great actor. But you know, he was in that uh, absolute dud of a of a movie, the Bob Knight movie. And if I recall correctly. ESPN actually aired the censored version. It was ESPN two that aired the uncensored version uh, of that. Again, tells you how far we've come. Now on the big network, yeah. now on the worldwide leader, we've got the uncensored version.
3: <laughs> so yeah, I, you know that that's a great pull. I remember the movie. I did not remember that they had the uncensored version. So you know, if we're we're gambling. We're having opinions. We're uh, <laughs> we're putting uh, you know uncensored versions on main ESPN. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully a, a lot of us are, are happy with that progress and who knows where we'll be in 10 years.
0: No wonder where the world's about to come to an end, right? Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Out with it, ben. Uh, Ben cool with us. Hey Ben, this was great. I hope we can get you back on at some point down the road.
3: Yeah. Happy to be on, uh, you know, you have my number, uh, you know, again, it's a, it's a great documentary. It's going to fill the time well. Um, I know there's a lot of, uh, UNC fans in your, your neck of the woods or just people who kind of ran with Jordan because it was, you know, so easy to do and they were so successful. So, uh, hopefully it gives you a nice little escape from everything going on and kind of fills up two hours of your week.
0: Thanks a lot, Ben. We appreciate it, man. All right. We'll talk to you soon. There he goes. Ben Koo, awful announcing. Uh, I'm pumped. I, I can't wait to watch it. I was never uh, a big Jordan and uh, bulls fan. I always rooted against them. But you know looking back on that now that what a team and I mean what a legacy and you just you won't see anything like that. Uh, the closest we got was Golden State, but uh, even you know with today's NBA, I think it's just hard to to see anything like that and you know there's the argument if Jordan had played those two years, I think maybe Houston might have got him in the second year because Houston was really good, but Houston was really good because they won the first year of the back to back that they won in between so. Uh, Houston would have pushed them in the finals, I'm sure. And that have been a hell of a finals, uh, in, in either one or both of those years where Jordan was playing baseball. Okay. Uh, we'll break, uh, Ben, you got some up speaking of Ben, Ben Byram, you've got some stuff to tell us about, right? There's no doubt about that for sure. And then a golf story and movie story and movie news, I should say from Nikki Novak. So stay tuned. We'll be uh, back after Ben Byram updates you on what's going on. Ben
1: Barm here for your 94th League of Games sports update. In college hoops, Tar Heels freshman star point, point guard Cole Anthony is declared for the NBA draft and is expected to be a lottery pick. Anthony is ranked as the 11th ranked 11th in the ESPN Top 100 for the 2020 draft after averaging 18.5 points, 5.7 rebounds, and 4 assists per game for the Tar Heels last season. Anthony made the ACC All-Freshman team and finished third team All-ACC. California high school star Jalen Green, the number one prospect in the 2020 ESPN 100, is making the lead to a reshaped NBA professional pathway program, a G League initiative that sources say will pay elite prospects $500,000 plus and provide a one-year developmental program outside of the minor league's traditional team structure. Green, a potential number one overall pick in the 2021 NBA Draft, announced that he is bypassing college to become the professional pathway's first participant, a decision that likely clears clears the way for more commitments from elite prospects. Major news out of the NFL's Broncos pass rusher Von Miller, as a confirmed case of the coronavirus, Miller's reportedly resting at home and is in good spirits. Miller claims he took the outbreak seriously even before his diagnosis and says it can happen to anybody. And in the lead-up to the NFL Draft, many rumors and conversations have emerged from multiple sources of potential trades. But But one potential trade that has been confirmed to be in the works is with the Lions in their third overall pick. The Lions have engaged in conversations with other teams regarding the number three overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft and the possibility of trading down, General Manager Bob Quinn has announced. Quinn said he will likely know if he's going to do something a few hours before the draft starts on Thursday, April 23rd. Another GM who has confirmed the possibility The possibility of trading their first pick is Dave Gettleman and the Giants with the fourth overall pick. The Giants own the fourth overall selection, but they have just two picks among the top 95 picks. Adding picks by trading back while remaining in the top half of the draft appears to be a desire. It's something I will will very seriously entertain, Gettleman said on a conference call from reporters earlier today. For your 94th of the Game Sports Update, I'm Ben borrowing More from the Patrick Johnson Show after this quick timeout.
0: Patrick Johnson.
1: For a guy who thinks he's cool, you're sure no
0: fun. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on ninety four three. The game. All right, let's go uh, out to the left coast. Fandango's Nikki Novak, friend of the show, joins us. Uh, Good afternoon, Nikki. How are you?
2: I'm lost in the music.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Nikki, you promised us a golf story this week.
2: Yeah, but you know what? I forgot what it was. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) No. There you go. No, I got we, there's so much going on this weekend that I feel like I have to tell you that story another time. And I just banged my head. This is what happens when you're in your house. I'm sitting on my kitchen counter with, um, if you want to know, if you must know, not that you asked with basically, you know, it's like the batter for peanut butter cookies, but it's the batter mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here cross-legged on my counter, speaking to you, eating, peanut
0: butter cookies. so so in other words you've gone to my diet i look you know that's fine nikki this is where we're at i'm still kicking
2: so i mean you know
0: it could it could only be so bad right
2: listen it sounds great if i can be anything like you then i'm i'm going to keep eating these
0: <laughs> peanut butter balls well nikki do you do not want to be anything like me and uh, quit eating quit eating them immediately if that's you're what you're aspiring towards okay um Nikki Novak joining us uh, here. Uh, let's see, Nikki, here's the question. Yes. You were telling me this before we came on Lionsgate, which is yes. uh, one of the uh, production uh, studios, correct? One of the studios, Lionsgate?
2: Yes, it's a, it's a movie, movie studio out in Los Angeles. They have been responsible for a lot of movies, um, which I will tell you about, and you'll recognize a few of the titles. So, um, so, as you know, my Fandango correspondent, they partnered with Fandango, and, you know, a lot of people are looking what to stream, and then the question that I get a lot is, well, how much does it cost to stream something? So, Lionsgate put together a um, free movie viewing party, and it starts tonight. Ooh. So, you can stream movies for free for the next four weeks and so their first title starting tonight is the hunger games i don't know if you like that movie if you remember that series of movies but I was seems asked,
0: apropos for the time is what it seems like the hunger games
2: are, yeah right? it, it kind of does it kind of does um next week will be dirty dancing so that's going to be a feel good the weekend after will be la la land and then the final week will be john wick with keanu reeves that a lot of people love that franchise too so it's going to be every friday night but basically starting tonight because you're on the east coast at 9 p.m if you just Uh go to um go to youtube and then go to fandango movie clips it's um a page with a lot of subscribers where we play mostly movie trailers um you can watch the movie for free and jamie lee curtis is hosting it and they're going to have like special guests pop in and surprises and all that kind of thing so okay. it's in the next four weeks, it's going to be super fun. So I'm going to be on my social. I'm, dress- I'm dressed as Katniss Everdeen. I forgot to add that in right now. Ah, I'm dressed like okay. Jennifer Lawrence from the Hunger Games.
0: <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. You're dressed as Jennifer Lawrence in Hunger Games. And yeah. you're on your counter cross-legged eating uh, peanut butter <laughs> cookie <that's-> dough.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's sandbags. Wow. What can I tell you?
0: <laughs> you, you have... Re- Nikki, I, I hate... That. What are you drinking?
2: <laughs> I don't drink. I'm drinking water. Okay. Well, I, that's <laughs> what I just wanted to make sure.
0: I wanted to make sure. I mean, you, it didn't necessarily <laughs> no, have to be alcoholic. I mean, if you were drinking like Dr. Exist. Thunder or something, I was going to be really concerned.
2: <laughs> no, I'm doing a lot of the social media for them. So I am going to be on my social tonight and I'm answering fan questions and doing, um, you can go onto my Twitter. I'm doing live tweets as we're watching it. Anyway. So
0: that's that. At, so that's, at um, Nikki Novak on Twitter, boys and girls. At, at Nikki, Nikki Novak, Novak on
2: Twitter, on Twitter. Twitter. At Nikki Novak on Instagram. You can follow along on my stories, and you can see me. I don't think I'll be eating the peanut butter things. Well, maybe I might, but I will be in my Cat Everdeen outfit, so you can okay. um, you can tell me how well I or terribly I did.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so let me say this about the YouTube. Uh, the YouTubes, which are popular with the young people, uh, yeah. we watched. The uh, Andreas Pacelli concert, Sunday, live yes. on the YouTube. Watched it on our right. television. Fantastic. I mean, it was probably the cl- one of the clearest things that we've watched. It was great. So I'm, oh, I'm wow. assuming if Fandango, uh, just go to your TV. I mean, you should have the, the YouTube app in there, in your smart yeah, TV. Yeah, you have the
2: YouTube app on, on your smart easy TV. To, easy to navigate,
0: yeah. easy to watch something. See, here's what I think is going to happen, and it's just a matter of when YouTube wants to do it. To me, it's easier to navigate YouTube in those, uh, in those apps and on those fire sticks than it is most anything else, the apps that are built. You know what I'm saying? It's like,
2: that's like, talking tech to me is like speaking another language. Well, see, I'm not a
0: tech guy. <laughs> what I'm saying is because I'm not a tech guy, it's easier for me to yeah. navigate YouTube, you know, on a smart television than it is some of the other stuff. And that's why oh, it'll be saying. interesting. Well, I, yeah, it, I mean,
2: weirdly, I've bec- I'm have becoming one of those people that I watch a lot of stuff on my phone, that I'll like lay in bed and I'll curl up and I'll just have my phone and I'll watch, if I'm watching YouTube stuff like that, sometimes I'll just watch it on my phone. But
0: everybody I got has their preference. Everybody has Yeah, Yeah, preference. right. No, and I, I, I actually watch, there's some podcasts that they do, they cut up the snippets and they put them on YouTube and I'll, I'll listen to those because they're shorter right. and- you know, but I'm, I'm just saying as far as navigating your TV, for me, uh, yeah. YouTube, on, uh, the YouTube app on our television is much easier to navigate than a lot of the other apps, to be honest. I hear you. Uh, Nikki um, Novak is on the phone with us. Okay, so Lionsgate via Fandango on YouTube is putting on out YouTube. Uh, a new mm-hmm. free movie, The Hunger Games is Tonight.
2: Friday. That's yeah, cool. The Hunger Games That's cool. is Tonight. Yeah,
0: Alright, really what fun. else is out right now and where can you maybe go and watch some of these things? Because a lot of, uh, you know, movies are now uh, that have been, were in theaters are kind of made available now to people to get them on demand. Yeah. So what is out there?
2: So this week, I'll tell you what dropped this week underwater with Kristen Stewart. So basically it's a team of underwater researchers that are on a submarine and there's an earthquake and they get trapped. It's like one of those, um, high octane, like that kind of what was that movie with, uh, God, I'm forgetting the name of it now. Where they're trapped underwater. Um, but I love, I anything to do with the water, I love movies like this. I think she's an underrated actress. I think she's underrated and underwater. Oh, my gosh.
0: Wow. <laughs> she, Wait a minute. Wait I, for it, Nikki. Wait for it. Here we go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's fantastic in this movie. It's it's Look, it's a popcorn movie. It's a total popcorn movie. Another popcorn movie is Fantasy Island. Now. I will not ask you how old you are, but did you ever watch the TV show Fantasy Island?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it as a kid. Tattoo, The Plane, the whole thing. You know, I loved it. That was like, yes, The Plane, The Plane. Uh, Fantasy Island, um, Wonder Woman, Linda Carter in Wonder Woman. That was my jam. The Hulk, Bruce Bannon, The Hulk. Those were my jams when I was a young, when when I was a young P-man.
2: Charlie's Angels, Therese Company. Don't get oh, me started on all these shows. The Love Boat.
0: Love I wasn't boat. a big Love Boat fan, but I, 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 I get the, boat the, boat. I In hindsight, I appreciate the campiness of uh, the Love Boat.
2: When you go back into, it's like really kind of crazy what happens in those, in per episode. <laughs> it's, there are different times. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I digress. <laughs> Fantasy Island horror reboot of the franchise so basically these people come to an island that you know the main the main um what was his name um doctor or whatever was played now by I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this to you but um it's Mr. Rourke that was his name is now played by Michael Pena and he can make the dreams of his guests come true but he kind of turns it into a nightmare and it is a horror Movie take on the franchise.
0: Oh, and,
2: oh! Well, did I lose you there?
0: <laughs> no, it's just it kind of breaks my heart because I, I I love the camp of this fantasy know. island. All right.
2: Well, look, they can they need to reboot the TV show and do it true to the original, but this is a different take on the movie. Lots of fun, and then one that I highly recommend. Um, if you're missing a little romance in your life, it's a movie called and big stars in this movie. Um, These are all, by the way, available on Fandango now, our streaming service, but endings, beginnings. So if you know Sebastian Stan from Marvel movies, um, also Shailene Woodley from Big Little Lies and Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades, it's like a love triangle movie that I loved. I thought it was really, really great because you know what? It's not, I wouldn't call it a rom-com. It's like a romantic drama, but it's just a mm-hmm. really good movie with great stars, great performances, and a total departure from like a lot of what you're seeing out there right now, like departure from the superhero movies. Um, that was really great. Um, and then if you go on over to Netflix, Netflix has a couple new kind of fun titles. There's one called Love, Wedding, Repeat, and it stars Olivia Munn and Sam Claflin. I don't know. It's, Sam Claflin was in The Hunger Games originally. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how it kind of popped. But um, it's a corny, over-the-top rom-com. So if you want to watch something really cheesy and corny, there's also that. And then last but not least, I will mention on Hulu, Mrs. America. It's a new streaming show. If you're into binge watching, it's a new show um, starring Kate Blanchett that is like mm-hmm. on, it's at like 98% on the tomato
0: meter on Rotten Tomatoes. So okay.
2: um, there's a lot. There's a lot out there.
0: It sounds like it. Nikki Novak. Uh, Nikki, remind the folks tonight what you'll be up to and yeah. what Fandango's up to.
2: So Fandango and Lionsgate are teaming together to bring you movies for free. And it kicks off tonight on the East Coast, 9 p.m. Go to YouTube. Then just type in Fandango movie clips. Go to their page and you will see. Um, you can stream Dirty Dancing. Oh, sorry, not Dirty Dancing. Um, the Hunger. That's next week. The Hunger Games is streaming for free tonight. It's going to be a big watch party. And um, there's going to be a lot of surprises hosted by Jamie Lee Curtis. Lots of fun. And you know what's nice about it is that it's streaming at all at one time. So everybody can kind of watch together. And I'm going to be live tweeting. So if you want to respond, reply, tell me how much you love it, tell me who your favorite characters, whatever, I will respond. And yeah.
0: A, while you, uh, while you tonight are on, while you tonight are on social at Nikki Novak on Twitter and and uh, Instagram, what will you? Uh, you'll be dressed as. Go ahead, and, in case you're just tuning in on this.
2: Katniss Everdeen. If you've Katniss never Katniss seen Everdeen. the Hunger Games, you need to watch the Hunger Hunger Games so you know who Katniss Everdeen is, and you know how great my costume is when you see it on my social media.
0: <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> All right. Hey, Nikki, great stuff as always. This was uh, awesome to uh, to have you uh, on with us to to talk about all this. So, uh, hey, kudos to everybody that's doing their part to try to give us some kind of uh, something to watch, either yeah. again or for and the first if time. I, if
2: I forgot to mention, mm-hmm. you can donate. and the, And the reason why they're doing this whole thing is because theaters are shut. And so these theater workers are not making any money so the money is going to be donated and helping to help out theater workers across the country so gotcha. it's for a good
0: cause okay great stuff hey uh nikki thanks a lot we appreciate it Thank and you. uh we'll uh we'll talk to you uh next week if not then the following week we'll see
2: do you know how i'm gonna end this
0: how are you gonna end May it the
2: odds be ever in your favor <laughs>
0: <Hunger> <laughs> nikki Nikki, get away from the cookie dough. That's all I'm going to say at this point. I
2: know, too much sugar today. <laughs> get away from the
0: cookie dough. All right. Thanks, Nikki. We appreciate okay.
2: it. Thank you. Have a great weekend.
0: Uh, all right. You too. There she goes. Nikki Novak, fired up. Okay. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, there was a declaration to go pro today. Uh, not surprising. Uh, we'll have uh, some fun with that and uh, wrap up the week after this. Stay tuned for more of The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, and Pitt County's home for sports. Back to the show. It's all coming back! The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. We're uh, wrapping up the week. Uh, it was uh, announced by Cole Anthony today, who I, I didn't think was going to announce until this whole thing was over with that he was going pro. I mean, it was a, a worst kept secret. And of course, it has brought uh, Tar Heel Twitter out. He announced on uh, 417. No, that's not his uh, shooting percentage from the field. Good job there, Ben. You know, there's a lot of conjecture, I mean, because really point guards can and have thrived and have gone on to have pretty good NBA careers in the UNC Roy Williams system. Cole Anthony, who was one of the top, I guess, the top player considered by some coming into this year and is still projected as a lottery pick. uh, Here is someone who you would think would be. Uh, a guy who would have thrived in a Roy Williams system as a point guard, but he did not. And I know he was hurt part of the year. There were some issues there, but, uh, you know, now there's, there's, uh, there was the comparison. And I even, I think made this comparison at some point. I, I, I kind of stand by it. It's almost like he was kind of an Austin Rivers kind of guy, you know, a me first kind of guy, not a team first kind of guy that Austin Rivers season at Duke even though he hit a shot to beat UNC at Chapel Hill it was a a tough sort of season to traverse and I'm sure it was but yeah Duke won that year at least UNC did not this year i will be anxious to see how he does in the pros I mean you already have a lot of people saying he's no better than a a backup point guard who won't have a long career but he might be one of those guys who's better Uh, big thanks today to uh, Ben Koo and also to Nikki Novak We'll be back Monday. Right now, the mayor of Greenville is scheduled to join us. What's it going to take to get our economy back going? It's all where a plant closed in Kinston, and then for the time being, uh, they're shutting down at Oak Cool's, the original sports bar in Greenville. So tough times, folks. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Order local. We'll see you Monday.